Hi there everyone, welcome to the weekly wrap and happy new year from all of us here at Nordea. So let's have a look what's on the menu for you today. A number of things, we'll digest the latest US labor market report. We'll try and link that to US equities and give you what our opinion is there. And then finally, we'll have a look at one of the major risks that investors have on their radar currently. So undoubtedly, global markets have had a good start to the year with the first trading week seeing the bulls turn out in full force. Risky assets are firmly up in most markets. The latest focus has been on the US labor market report, which is of course released on the first Friday of every month. So what to make of the data? It was not exactly very inspiring. We saw 148,000 new jobs created in the US, while the unemployment rate held steady and wages remain stuck in and around the 2.5% year-on-year growth rate. Nonetheless, there's not too much to be worried about here. If we take the three-month moving average of the payrolls, which is always wise given the noisiness of the data, we are still in the healthy 210,000 range. While this range is lower than what we've come to see in recent years, this is also largely to be expected, as the US economy is slowly but surely moving into the latter stages of this business cycle. Does this data change the trajectory of the US economy? No, although we may have seen a bit of slowing, judging by this data, at the end of 2017, the general trend for the US economy still looks good, with a Q4 growth rate likely going to come in above 3%. Indeed, looking at the leading indicators, including the booming manufacturing sector, and the decent services sector, growth remains buoyant and could be given another boost by additional investment spending. Thus, with the US economy still on sound footing, global risk assets are likely to continue on their favourable path for some time to come. But what to do with US equities? As we have been noting in recent months, in our view it makes sense to have an underweight position for a number of reasons. Yes, the macroeconomic picture is decent, as we just saw, but the valuation of U.S. stocks is extended, essentially on any measure investors prefer to use, including price earnings or price book or indeed any measure, which in turn limits the potential and means downside risks are getting more pronounced. Furthermore, as just hinted at earlier, the U.S. is further into this business cycle compared to its global peers many of which are only now beginning to get into a self-sustaining cyclical upturn. This also means that upside is more pronounced in these other markets, especially if the US, as expected, begins to run up against cost pressures and margins begin to turn down. Okay, but what about the tax cuts? Aren't those going to make the market fly? We don't think so, at least not in comparison to other markets. The bulk of the effects have been priced in, by and large, and a consumer boom specific to the US still looks unlikely. The tax cuts are more geared towards the wealthy, and they have a fairly low propensity to consume. But if we do see some form of boost, potentially via rising investment spending, we should also bear in mind that the US is very much plugged into the global economy meaning any boost will also filter into other regions. Hence, tax cuts are definitely not a negative thing from a market perspective, but in terms of their specific impact on the US vis-a-vis other regions, 
it is likely going to prove relatively muted. In sum then, despite the good macro, better value and potential is found beyond the United States. In particular, the profit cycle in Asia is showing clear strength and is a key reason why we have an overweight over there. Right, so as we have been saying, global growth is supported for the time being, supported by a number of factors. Governments are loosening fiscally, consumers are more confident, and businesses are beginning to invest. In other words, we have an environment supportive of earnings growth as well as investor sentiment. So what could spoil this scenario? Well, one risk many investors have on their radar is some form of accident or hard landing in China. But in our view, China is unlikely going to spoil the party for the time being. Why? For one, economic growth is holding up. While it has cooled a little, let's bear in mind it had shot up to a very high level. It was growing above trend. Now it is simply moving back closer to trend. There are some people out there saying that now after the National Party Congress, Beijing will push heavily forward on reform constraining credit growth and property markets, and that this could lead to a major slowdown, even a hard landing, i.e. the same fears could come up again that we had back in 2015 and 2016. But there are a few factors these investors are not factoring in. While Beijing is going ahead with reform, it is doing this in a very different context than a couple of years ago. The global manufacturing sector is healthy, not plagued by declining commodity prices, while the yuan, the Chinese currency, is much cheaper, meaning there's less pressure on capital outflows as well. At the same time, let's also bear in mind that given all the talk around China's needed rebalancing, this is actually occurring. The growth drivers are changing. It is no longer that reliant on the traditional old, inefficient, heavy industries, Services, for example, now account for a larger share than manufacturing. To put some numbers on this, Alibaba alone sold $25 billion worth of merchandising in one day, so-called Singles Day. And this is more than all companies in the U.S. sold both on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. In other words, rebalancing is occurring, and this in turn puts the economy on sounder footing going forward. So for us... China is not a major concern for the time being. But that's it from me. Have a very nice week ahead. Please go to nordiaprivatebanking.com slash podcast dash disclaimer to read a legal disclaimer applicable to this podcast. Mm-hmm.